Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam, Mishnah Torah, Hilchis Trumais, the laws of the gifts or the heave offerings to the Kohen. The Rambam begins chapter 3 with Truma Gedailah, the main Truma, or which is called the great Truma, which is the main Truma that the farmer gives to the Kohen. How much is it? So he says, Ein lo shir minatera. <laughs> there is no set amount by Torah law. How much? Something. The beginning of your grains. Even something. Even one kernel of grain. Technically, Peteres exempts Hakri, the big pile of grain, the whole grain heap. So that by Torah law, Truma has no measurement, a little bit, any amount. However, there is rabbinic law, and to begin with, under the best of circumstances, a person should set aside the amount designated by our sages. And we're going to talk about what that amount is. However, there is a problem that Truma has to maintain sanctity. Nowadays, because we don't have ritual sanctity, ritual purity, then no Truma can really be eaten. So what happens to the truma nowadays? Nowadays, the truma is burned. So why burn a lot when you can burn a little? Yesh lehaprish, you should set aside kol shehu, a small amount, lechatchila, to begin with, because it's not going to be enjoyed by the Kohen anyway, it's going to be burnt. But in good times, beis vekama hu shiura, what is the amount that our sages have given? in when somebody eyes his crop with a good eye, which means he wants to be very generous, echad mi'arboyim, one fortieth. So one out of every forty should be given for truma. is if somebody wants to be average, echad mechamishim, one fiftieth. And generally speaking, when we talk about the percentage which is given for truma, we talk about 2%, which is 150th. Raw, if somebody has a negative view of this whole thing and he wants to get away with the minimum, echad mishishim, 160th. And he should never go less than 160th by Rabbinic law. So it's 140th, 150th, 160th. Now he goes on to say that is under <coughs> normal conditions. However, the type of truma where Kohanim <coughs> are not too concerned with this truma because they have no need for this produce, 
כגן, for example, carobs and kilsin beans, they're just not a desirable species. To begin with, we can take one-sixtieth. And the following list, Nitolin may be taken not one-fiftieth, but Echad Mishishim, one-sixtieth, which is less. Trumas, Gidule Truma. Truma, grown from Truma, which was planted. When you plant Truma, everything that grows is Truma. Still, you have to take Truma from that, so we want to take as little as possible. Ve'eruve Truma, if Truma got mixed up with non-Truma. Or Truma Tmeya, Shaisa Truma Ba'inus Abishgagam, and Truma becomes impure where it was nobody's fault. Or Truma's Hegdish, Truma taken from holy or consecrated crops, or Truma's Chutzloritz, Truma from out of Israel, or Truma's Haketzach, Ba'klisim, Ba'charuvim, Ba'agim Zmois, Ba'turmesin, Usaydim, Ademis, who creates a Bayer. Here has a whole list. Truma from Ketzach, from Kilsen, from Caribs, from poor quality wild figs, red barley, kernels, and the like. Bechein ho'apetrupsin. So also, when guardians, kishetem and peres yisemim, set aside Truma for the orphans for whom they are guardians, term and echad mishishim, they also give one sixtieth because we don't want the orphans to spend too much. Dalid, what is the best method? in which to separate truma. So he says, as a rule, this truma, this 2% given to the Kohen should not be set aside, not by measuring, and not by weighing, and not by counting. Well, if you're not going to measure, and you're not going to weigh, and you're not going to count, how are you going to know? The answer is, why not measure, weighing, and counting officially? Because the Torah doesn't tell you how much. And therefore, the best way to give truma is to estimate. He estimates, umafish, and sets aside bedaita in his mind. Something that he thinks is one-fiftieth, two percent. Rather than measuring or weighing or counting, he should guesstimate. Avol, however, teirim hu esamodud. V'esashokol v'esamodui. One may separate truma from produce that is measured, weighed, and counted. V'lei yisram v'sal v'kupa shemidosan yudua. He should not take them with a basket or a box which has a clear demarcation of how much it is. But he should take chetzion half, a shlishin or a third. He shouldn't take half a saw, because half a saw is a measurement. So again, we want to stay true to the Torah's teaching of estimate. Hey, now, truma is a very tricky thing because before... The truma is set aside. The food is forbidden. It's called tevel. And it's, if, if a person eats food from which truma has not been set aside, it's a very serious transgression. Once truma is set aside, it belongs to the Kohen. Therefore, we have to set aside pachot yoter, more or less, the right amount. Because going to an extreme in either direction is not kosher. 
So he says, Hamar betruma. What if somebody wants to be meticulously observant? And he gives a lot of truma. He doesn't want to give 2%. He wants to give a whole lot. And as long as he left something over, which is non-truma, then it could be considered truma. Why? Because he set aside something from something. But if he said, This whole grain heap, the whole the produce is truma, he said nothing. Because truma is something from something. You can't take everything from something. <laughs> Furthermore, if somebody has intent, to set aside, one in ten, his intent is to give a tenth, ten percent, which, as we just learned, is a lot from truma. Because the requirement of truma is one in fifty. Here he wants to give one in ten. And in the end, what he pulled up was not one in ten, but one in sixty, which is the lowest amount of truma our sages say we can give. Truma say truma. His truma is truma. Why? Because apparently he gave the minimum acceptable amount. But if he wanted to give one sixtieth, the minimum amount, and he gave one fiftieth, which is more than that, it's not to consider truma, because he ended up giving more than he wanted to give, and therefore his gift did not make it truma. So here we find an interesting law. He wanted to give less, and he gave more, it's not truma. But, what if he sets aside truma? We also be and he came up with Afila Echad Meesrim one twentieth. Truma say Truma, his Truma is Truma. Taram be also be Yodai Echad Mishishim, but if he came up with one sixtieth, the cause of Aesab the Shem Truma, and he added, Aesab is that which he added is very nice, but Chayabas Bemaisis. You have to give the Levi his tenth. So the Kohen must set aside Maiser. Because you can't take from the levy, and then he will eat. Taram also beyond the echad mishishim beechad. What if he came up with one sixty-first, sixty-one? He should give again, because one sixty-first or one sixty-one is not enough. In order to give more, as he intended to. In this addition, he must set aside by measuring, weighing, or counting. But it must be there on location together with the other grains. What if he only sets aside part of the truma? That part does not become truma. And it remains a part of the grain heap. You have to set aside truma from that part as well. Not using other produce, but using that same produce. And here we're going to see again and again the importance of using the same produce to set aside truma with and from. Not doing one produce for the other. Ches hamaprish. If somebody sets aside mixas truma part of his truma mikrizeh from one grain heap 
From another grain, he but it's the same species. It's wheat and wheat. He should not give from one grain heap to the other, but rather each grain heap should have its own truma set aside. If he says the truma of this grain heap is in it, and that's the truma, in other words, he verbally designates it. If he says this truma of this grain heap is to the north of it of the grain heap, so he's designating the northernmost part, a or the southernmost part, shame being that he specified a name, it's okay. Then he has to actually separate it. But if he didn't designate a location, he said nothing. Omar, if he said trumas hakriz zeh, the truma of this heap, and this heap like this one. Makam shinestaimet trumasa shalishin, the place where the first one ends, shamnestaimet trumasa shalchaini, the same place the second one ends, that works. Trumas maiser, now we come to the next halacha. And that is, we learned earlier, and we're going to learn later, that besides the truma which the farmer has to give, which is midabaininus, the average, is 2%. On top of that, he has to give 10% of his remaining crop to the levy. Then the levy has to give of that maaser mina maaser, a tenth of his tenth. What's a tenth of a tenth? 1%. So there's an additional 1% of the remaining crop after the 2% goes to the coin that has to go to the levy. <coughs> Who gives it? We will learn. There are two choices. Either the farmer can give it to begin with before he gives the levy his 10%. So in the end, he'll give the levy only 9% and he'll give the coin the 10th. So the farmer does it on behalf of the levy. Or if he doesn't, then the levy doesn't. Now, trumas meiser, this tenth of a tenth that the levy has to give, is that also given as an estimate? Or is that measured? He says, That's already not estimated. That has to be exactement. Even nowadays, because here, unlike the regular truma, where the Torah gives no Amount, trumas meiser, the truma given by the levy, the Torah says exactly a tenth from a tenth. Maser, mina maser. And therefore, yudal of davar shadarke limdate, something that's usually measured, made he should measure, but davar anishal, something that's usually weighed, shekel, he should weigh, but davar shafshalim neisis, something that can be counted, mena should be counted, hayafshalim neisil, shakolam adli, what if you could do all three? Then counting is better. And weighing, I'm sorry. And measuring is even better. And weighing is best. As I said earlier, the mitzvah of the truma of the maaser ben levi is that the levi should set aside ten percent from his ten percent. If you will take, or when you will take from the Jewish people, the maaser 
It's okay for the Israelite to set it aside and give it to the Kohen. And he can give the balance of the Maiser to the Levi after he sets aside the Truma, which is a tenth of a tenth. So again, in simple terms, the man, the farmer has a grain heap. He takes 2%, sets it aside as Truma. He takes 10%, sets it aside as Maser. Of that 10%, he takes one-tenth, or 1% of the original, and sets it aside for the Kohen, delivering to the Levi nine-tenths. Yud Gimel, and we're soon going to learn about the order of the gifts. Yud Gimel, Yisrael, Shepesh, Maeserishin, Kishushibolim, <laughs> when the Israelite, the farmer, set aside the first tithe, when his crop is still in stalks, before the threshing process and before the obligation for truma kicks in, when the son of he already gave it to the Levi ahead of time, which means he went out of order. Ordinarily, you wait until you thresh, you give truma, and then you give miser. Here, before he even threshed and the truma obligation kicked in, I guess he had the levy waiting there. So he gave the levy his 10%. The question is, the levy got his 10% before the 2% was given. Does the levy have to give the Cohen's gift from the farmer's portion? The answer is no, because he didn't reach that level in the processing. Because he didn't reach the threshing. The lady only has to give the 10% of his 10%. Because when he got it, it was not yet threshed. Uh, and therefore the threshing kicks in the truma obligation. But if the Israelite did thresh it, and then after threshing, he set aside the levy's part on a sunny and he gave it to the levy. Then of course, of course, the Levite is obligated to set aside truma because it kicked in. The obligation kicked in. Or truma smiser as well as the ten percent of the ten percent. Being that it became grain and not stalks, at that point in time, the obligation to give truma kicks in. The beginning of your grain, it has to become grain in order for the obligation of truma to kick in. Yudalit 14. Ben Levi Shalokach Maser Shibolim, a Levi who took grain while it's still in the stalks which is early, he should not give his truma to the Kohen in stalks. Meaning, as we will learn, there is an order to this. The Levi went and took his portion early. He went out of order. Therefore, he may not give his 10% from his 10% to the Kohen while it is still in stalks. What's the Kohen going to do with stalks? The lady is penalized, and he's made to lodush sugezunt. We penalize him, we require him to thresh the crop, to winnow it, to process it, and then to give miser. Why is this his fault? It's the farmer's job. The answer is because he shouldn't have taken early. 
He's not obligated to give teva, to give maaser from the straw or from the shaft, only from the produce. What if the lady said, too bad, I got it in stalks, I'm going to give it in stalks. And he took his 10% of his 10% in stalks. Now he's penalized even more. He has to process it, he has to crush it, and give the him everything, this, including the straw and the shaft. Why are we penalizing the levy? What did the levy do? The answer is, he took his gift early. Because he took it in a state of stalks. And by taking it early... He did not give this produce an opportunity for the mitzvah of the great truma to kick in. Because here we're discussing how he should give his truma, the 10% of the 10%. Because every gift has a point in the process where the obligation kicks in. For the truma, it's the threshing and winnowing process. Tesva ben Yisrael what if an Israelite farmer makes a declaration and says to the levi, kach listen, my father told me, he has tithes for you. Now the question is, was this tithes, were these tithes properly prepared? And was the truma given to the Kohen? We can assume that his father gave the Kohen his 10% already. By virtue of the fact that the father said to the son, go tell the levy. He has miser sitting here. That suggestion indicates that the father took the 10% from the 10%. Otherwise, he would have told the levy, I have miser, but remember, you have to give the Kohen your part. But if he said to him, this is what my father said to me. A measure of miser, of tithing, you have sitting in my grain heap, here, with this language, we're concerned that the levy has to first give his tithing to the Kohen. What if there is a gift that the levy has to give to the Kohen? His tenth of a tenth. Where the entire volume we're talking about was only an eighth of an eighth of a log. One sixty-fourth. <laughs> and he says here in the note that this measure, which is called a kortov, is slightly less than five cc's, according to Shurei Torah, or 9.5 cc's, according to Chazanish. It's a very tiny amount. So the Kohen is not really concerned with that tiny amount of Trumas Meiser. But being that it has that amount, and not less, he should bring it to the Kohen. But less than that, the farmer doesn't even have to take the trouble to go deliver it. He casts it into the fire, and he can burn it. That is grain. But with wine, and oil, even a little bit, a little wine is wine, and a little oil is oil. As long as it's certain 10% of the tithe, and it's pure. But if it was impure, or it was uncertain as to whether truma was given 
from it or not, and that's the expression of demai, as we will learn. Da, my, what is this? Is this food from which truma was already given or not? <coughs> Called demai. In ein bakishir, if it doesn't have a very substantial amount, ein metapabai doesn't even bother delivering it to the kohen. El sefer it burns it. Yud zayin seventeen entertainment truma gedel elamin it's best never to set aside truma to the Kohen, which is called the great truma, except from produce of the area in which you're working, which is called minamukav, on location. Ketzat, for example, what if somebody had 50 saw of produce in one house, in one granary, and 50 saw in another house? So altogether, he has a hundred saw. How much truma does a farmer have to set aside from a hundred saw? Two percent, two saw. Let him not say, you know what, it's just as easy to do it from this 50. Let me take two from here and have a good day. No. This is a classical application of something our sages do not want done. Taking from one granary for the other. Let's take a saw from here and a saw from here. However, what if he already did it? He set aside truma in one location for another. Is it truma? The answer is yes. Truma say truma is truma is truma. As long as that which he is talking about is guarded, because we learned earlier, if it's not guarded, then it is public domain, and it doesn't have the obligation of truma. However, here's an interesting scenario. The farmer is transporting barrels of wine, or the farmer is transporting barrels of oil, and he sees that they're being broken one after the other and he's losing his wine and he's losing his oil it was a very bumpy road construction zone <coughs> so he says ah, this is truma for the food in my house let the Cohen worry he takes these barrels that are cracking and breaking open and spilling all over the place. And he says, oh, this now belongs to the coin. Have a good day. He says, that doesn't mean anything. But he does say here, I'm just going to read this note, that since the jugs are breaking, we consider them as having been broken already. And the produce as having been spilled already. So it's nothing. However, the Shulchan Aruch says, and this is important, that nowadays, in the present age, when truma is destroyed anyway because of its impurity, then even when the jugs are breaking, the separation is good because we're going to destroy it anyway. It might as well be this which is being destroyed. <laughs> what if produce is scattered all over the house? Or two granaries in the same house. He can take Truma from one on everything, because they're all in the same arena. What if there were sacks of grain, spheres of dried figs, or jugs of figs? They're all in the same place. He can take from one for everything. 
barrels of wine, actually if the barrels are not yet sealed, it could take from one for all of them. Once he sealed it, he has to take from each one through one. What if a person was gathering bunches of vegetables and leaving them in his garden? He can take from one for all of them. What if he brings one type of produce amongst them? Then because I believe there are different types, he has to separate separately. He has many types in this uh, basket, box, kruv milmailo, for example, he has cabbage up on top. Or kruv milmato and cabbage below. Or min achar and something else in the middle. La yitra min ha'elyun va'atachnu, let him not give from the upper to the lower. Vim hikiv chamishat siburim begreinim, what if he just had five piles in the granary? And that's it, nothing else. Teyre me'achad al-keil. He can give from one pile for all of them. As long as the granary is there, but if the granary is not there, then it's gone. He has to give each one separately. What about the gift that the lady has to give to the Kohen, the tenth of the tenth? This can be given not on location. As it says, Mikael Masri Sechem, from all of your tithings, Tarimu, you should set aside Truma. When it comes to the Levi setting aside his 10% to the Kohen, Afilo Maiser Echad, the Medina Zoo, even if some of the Maiser is in one city, or Maiser Echad, the Medina Acheres, and the other Maiser is in another city, or state, Medina could mean city, state, country. He can give truma from one for all of them, because the law is different for the levy giving truma. However, scholars always try and see to it that they give truma on location. A levy who had my sedition from which truma was not taken. And he sets it aside from which he's going to give his miser. Masha Osi, Osi, what is done is done. as it says, Any miser that the Jewish people will set aside to Hashem is truma. Melamedis teaches us, that ultimately he can make this whole pile truma. So he takes this whole pile and it becomes the source from which he sets apart truma for everything. What if he gave Trumas Maisa first from this pile? So that this pile is now only pure Maisa. And then he's going to use this pile from which Trumas has already been taken as a source to give Truma to the coin from his Maisa. This is a problem. He did nothing. Why? Because it doesn't even have its own truma in it anymore. The sacred has to come from it. The holy must be within it. Then it can become truma for others. If its holy is not within it, it cannot become truma for others. So also if somebody sets aside produce for the great truma...
It has to be that kind of produce that is tevel, which means that truma was not yet given from. Be set aside so that it could be used for meiser. Meiser has to be not yet having had meiser taken from it. So the bottom line here is, is that the source from which you're going to set aside anything has to have not yet been processed for that purpose yet. Okay, this is a very important general rule. Give Chav Gimel 23. You want to know what the order is? Kishem Afrish and Truma Maiser, when the farmer goes about and he's getting ready to set aside Truma, the gift offering to the Kohen, and Maiser to the Levi, Mafrishin Eison al This has to be set aside in a particular order. It's not haphazard. You have to follow the order. Ketzad, for example, how does this work? Spell it out. What is the first gift that is given? The first gift that is given is mafrish bikurin tchilalakel, is the first fruits, where the farmer takes a basket of fruit, brings it up to Jerusalem, as we will explain in the laws of the first fruits. That is even before Truma. Following that, once you get past the threshing and winnowing process, the truma, the great truma kicks in, the 2% to the coin. Following that, then comes the first tithe, the 10% to the levy. And then the second tithe in most years, a maiseroni or the poor man's tithe in the third and sixth year. If somebody gives the second tithe, which he sets aside to take to Jerusalem, before the first tithe, he sets aside the 10% for the levy before the 2% for the Kohen, or he sets aside the 2% for the Kohen before the Bikurim. Even though he transgressed the negative commandment, what's done is done. Still, it's not good to do. How do we know it's a transgression of a negative commandment? As it says, your fullness, and your separation, heave offering, you shall not offer in a manner that makes it late. That's what the verse says. Don't bring late something that should be brought early. However, this is one of these negative commandments where there could never be lashes applicable. And here is a famous teaching. Let me give a little bit of an introduction to this famous teaching. You need a little bit of mathematical skills. Let's review. What does the farmer have to give the Kohen? One-fiftieth. What's one-fiftieth? Two percent. What's 2%? If I want to write out, 1 over 50 is the same as 2 over 100. So it's 2 hundredths. That's what 1 50th is. And that's what 2% is. 2 over 100. 2 hundredths. Now, the levy gets 10% from what's left. But of that, the Kohen gets 10% of the Levi's 10%. So that's 
10% of 10% is one hundredth. One over a hundred. Now, if you want to add up everything the Kohen gets, the Kohen gets 2%, 2 over a hundred, plus 1% from the Levi, 1 over a hundred, equals 3 over a hundred. That's what the Kohen gets. Now let's look at 24. If somebody wants to put this behind him, he wants to set aside the great Truma for the Kohen, and he wants to set aside the Truma, which the Levi has to set aside at the same time. So the answer is, he takes three hundredths. Another way of saying that is he should take one thirty-three point thirty-three of his crop. Because that's three hundredths. Three hundredths is one thirty-three point thirty-three three three three. And he should say, Remember, let's think in terms of three one hundredths. One three three point three 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 is the same as three one hundredths. One of these hundreds, I'm putting on the side of the pile. Shifrashti, and this for now will be everyday food. and the balance, hutrumalakel, which means the other two hundreds become truma. So if I have three hundreds, one hundred is on the side, leaves me two hundreds. These two hundreds are two percent truma. Now, these 100 measures deserved to be given 10% to the Levi. It's here. And he points. But then this 100 is what's left from it. That's the truma from the miser. So consequently, his three one hundredths becomes two of them, two one hundredths, or one fifty becomes truma, and one one hundredth or ten percent of ten percent becomes truma of the ladies miser. End of chapter three.